I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Stu. And this is Bad Screenplays. We've been writing screenplays for years, but couldn't get anyone to read them. On each episode, I read an unsolicited script. And I read one. We pull them apart and decide if they're any good, but mostly try and have fun with them. Maybe these screenplays will attract attention or get greenlit by First Draft Productions, our own fictional production company. Corona. Oh shit, are you dying, man? Oh no. I'm alright, I'm alright. Just a little tickle. Shit. Um. Mate. Yeah. It was, there's, um. They've got an app here, right? Hmm. Like, uh. You need the app to go in anywhere. It's your COVID app. So you oh, can't shit. go in any shop without showing the app. But the app's, like, tied wow. to everything. It's tied to your tests. It's tied to your vaccinate. Like, as long as you're okay, Whoa. it's all green and flashing away. But I <clears throat> I got out on... Uh, I had, you're having tests weekly, right? And um, mm. I, um, like, drive through PCR tests. And then when it comes through, like, a day later, it just goes on the system. Um, so I was, like, just bouncing, driving along in the car... On like Sunday morning, I think. It's like, all oh, yeah. right, better go to the shop, get some bits, go in here, park the car up. God, I was like, oh, you guys gonna ask for the app? Opened it up, it's like flashing red. I was like, oh, this ain't Whoa. good. Yeah, <clears throat> he goes, you've pinged, you tested positive. I was like, oh Whoa. no. So that's how you found out by being told by the app. By the app. <laughs> By the AI, yeah. So, That's um, so I, black mirror, isn't it? <laughs> I know. So instantly, I was like, I got in the car, drove back to the hotel. 
You just um, got painted out and no one could see you. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally, yeah. That's all they could hear. Oh, my. And you're like, no, listen. Just I want need some milk. milk. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, oh, God. <laughs> yeah That's so heavy. so it goes you got to get another so you instantly get a text from like the health authorities as well saying you've tested you've tested positive and we we need you to do another test so you yeah. you go to one of these drive through test places you don't get out of the car or nothing um mm. <clears throat> They, they swab your nose and, and then off you go and I was like ah oh, maybe it's a false positive no eh, red again so I was like ah so it's double positive maybe it's wishful thinking <laughs> yeah yeah so double positive oh, um, so I come back to the, ho- to the hotel room and uh, I let the hotel know and um, yeah I'm, I've got to stay for eight days oh, you can't leave the hotel room can't leave the room oh mate so like How'd you get food? Just getting room service. So, well, the the room I'm in, luckily, it's it's kind of like because uh, I knew I was going to be in it for like a month anyway. The room yeah. I've got, it's got a little kitchenette and like a, right. a, a living room. <clears throat> so I had a few things in, but I did like an online food shop, and they just brought it. Yeah. The, con- the concierge brings it, leaves it outside the door, knocks, and then runs off because he don't want hey, that's, sick. That's pretty good, like so yeah, you can cook some. Like basic meals and stuff. Yeah, totally. Hey, that's good. That's what I've been doing. So cooking a little food, um, looking out of that window, walking over there, looking out of that window. Um, <laughs> oh man! Uh, I've got the Xbox with me though, so that's that's. Um, that's. I mean, that's helped you've me like pass the time. Sort yeah. of inadvertently just set yourself up to like sort of bunker down for it. Yeah, yeah. The apocalypse, haven't you? <laughs> inadvertently, oh, yeah. So that's how my week's going. Um, that could have been so much worse, couldn't it? I know. I know. What if I was like just a couple of nights in like a travel tavern, just while yeah. my without my stuff or anything, and like. Eh. Oh, and the word is that the the health authorities, although they're not super quick on doing this, um, they may come and put a tracker on me. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. It looks like an it looks like an Apple Watch. Um, but it, al- it alerts them if you leave the hotel. What? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, God. But luckily, look, luckily I had all the jabs and all the boosters. And yeah. Uh, yeah. you just can't help but get this Omicron, man. It's like super... Um, it's crazy. It's it's like that over here. Like the, I remember like um, for two years, basically, I knew I'd know a handful of people yeah coronavirus and then this omicron it's just this this megatron it's just like crazy man megatron everyone's getting everyone's it. getting it aren't they it's just sweeping through yeah yeah i preferred the early material <laughs> Every, everyone's onto this one now the early, early material was better yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh gosh man, heavy that though bloody hell i've i've worked away from home Ended up staying in Airbnbs and stuff like that. Like, and sometimes they're okay, sometimes they're awful. And there's one in particular that was just horrendous, it was <laughs> so bad. I had my own private bathroom, but it was yeah. Me, my living room was connected to a tiny little kitchenette, which was the size of like a telephone box. We managed to squeeze oh, one in the fridge in it. No, I'm. 
the way to get into my apartment, if you like, was someone had cut off the front of their house. <laughs> and what, what was separating it was, you know, those really cheap sort of like PVC sliding like um, concertina yeah. doors. Yeah. That was my front door. <laughs> and I had to walk past that to get to my my private bathroom. <laughs> so it was like in the middle no. of the night. No. I need to get up and go for a wee. And like, you know, I'm not getting fully dressed just to go for a wee at three o'clock in the morning. Slide this con- concertina door onto <laughs> the toilet in me, me undies. And then I can hear people coming back and I'm like, ah, I'm going to them to get to my crappy little apartment. It was like... Oh, uh, <laughs> oh that's funny. That's Imagine funny. being stuck there for like 10 yeah. days with nothing yeah. with you. Yeah, two weeks mandatory lockdown. No. <laughs> no internet, no nothing. No, oh, man. Oh, God. Yeah. There's what I could be in a worse place for sure. So, you know, we were talking about that new Matrix film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of those leaks were wrong, obviously, because I watched the film and it turns out it was quite good. JPEG wasn't in it. JPEG, unzip <laughs> wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't there take dongle on his trousers dongle <laughs> uh, yeah none of those guys showed up uh, but Morpheus Morpheus looks different doesn't he Morpheus looks <laughs> oh it's almost like it's a different actor playing Morpheus yeah it's odd that isn't almost it? <laughs> but there's um, a scene towards the end of the film yeah and um, basically the guy who plays Agent Smith is played by the, the, the main detective from um, Mindhunter Oh, right. I forget his name. He's, he's Smith. I'm not spoiling it. But if you haven't watched the film, there might be a tiny, tiny, tiny spoiler. It's not even a big spoiler. It's just if you want to complete the film without knowing anything. So there's a scene right towards the end of the film where this <laughs> Agent Smith guy gets sort of hacked into someone else. Looks like this kind of hillbilly dude. Yeah. And he goes... And he goes... <laughs> <laughs> At the end of his transformation, there's a little fart. And he goes, what just happened? And it's like, in a really serious moment of the film, like, I've got a clip. I'm going to play it on my phone now. Listen. Your unexpected alliance ends. You know the difference between us, Tom? Anyone could have been you. Or as I've always been anyone. What just happened? Did you hear that? <laughs> it's a little fart sound. It sounds no, like, it's like no a Randy for... Marsh fart sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Ri- it ripped me out of the film straight away. I was like, what? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. I hate you when that happens. You're like, prop- oh, I'm in a cinema. I'm in my living... Oh, I'm back in the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> With a little... Jeez. Um, what have I watched? Uh, you watched The Matrix. You know what I did? I finally got round to watching the Bond movie. The, um, oh, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. The long overdue Bond movie, which I like. I do like the Bond franchise. Um, mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad at all. It was good. It was good. And I, I, it had been so long since like it had been made until it came out I think I'd read yeah. all about like how they did every bit of the movie before I'd seen it you know right. how the cars drove on the cobbles and how that stunt was done here and there and, and the rest of it so 
yeah the kind of the film geek or the techie per- geek in me was a bit like oh cool because i you know nice. <laughs> a bit of background knowledge on it but it was um no i enjoyed it it was really good and it's an interesting way they i guess they were forced to do it in the end limited time in the cinema and then you know yeah. straight to every device so i bought it on apple tv for like right. 14 quid put right, it on yeah. the laptop and watched it on the plane like soon quite soon after it was released in, yeah yeah in theaters yeah that's cool it's a good Seems way of doing it like i think more and more the way that play, that um, companies are doing it that matrix film apparently um bombed in um sort of theaters and you know, oh. box office but apparently hbo max it's like broken all sorts of records and stuff because they released it simultaneously oh you're serious so, but, oh nice but i like to look at um like figures like what it costs for a film to be made and how much it's grossed in what countries and stuff. I like keeping like an, an eye on that sort of thing. You know, I always have. Yeah. And then you look at it and it's cost like a hundred million dollars and it's made like a hundred and twenty. But there's probably the amount of people that have seen that film on HBO Max now. There must be like millions of them and stuff. Yeah. So it's hard to gauge these things, isn't it? It is because the box office fee, right? The HBO Max monthly subscription or whatever it costs. How does that work into mm-hmm. it? And yeah, it's not yeah. as um, black and white as it used to be ticket sales nope. versus budget but um yeah i saw another funny thing online Stu, um, which is quite topical given that um, <laughs> i'm not just trying to, to to shoehorn something into the podcast that we talk about on virtually every episode <laughs> however <laughs> I saw a funny post on twitter said the highest grosser movie from your birth year is how your 2022 will play out oh so i could I googled this and I know me and you were born in the same year weren't we 1983 go on okay guess what film was the highest grossing film in 1983 <laughs> it's got to be a Spielberg thing right 2022 for me and you means more Ewoks oh no <laughs> more Ewoks <laughs> oh god even more Ewoks than, than you can handle <laughs> Really? The Jedi. Oh, was it, was I laughed me head off when I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Ewok noises. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then um, on one of the comments, it said um, apparently this was like a break in from like some cinephiles at cinephiles Twitter account. Yeah. Which is fairly well, fairly well regarded, I, I think. And it said Leonardo DiCaprio's ex girlfriend, Camille Marone details the worst date of my life in brackets with the actor apparently this is like some obviously 20 odd year old absolutely gorgeous model or whatever <laughs> he rented out he rented out a whole cinema and made me watch every single star wars movie while he ran around with his lightsaber pretending to fight bad guys <laughs> did he really that's what uh... she's quoted as saying and it's all in in quotation marks so, so whether that happened or not, but she actually said that. And she said that was the worst time, she worst date she'd ever been on. Worst date she'd ever been on was watching three, like six and seven hours of Star Wars films with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, that's funny. I've been doing uh, quite a lot of Kenny versus Spenny in uh, in, in in my <laughs> in my lockdown. <laughs> You're mostly doing. Across the years, a lot of Kenny versus Spenny. <laughs> uh, oh God, yeah, I've been doing quite a lot of Kenny versus Spenny. So that's, uh, that's you must uh, have watched them all every at single least one three of them. times. Every oh, more than that, yeah. 
<laughs> I go through these periods of not watching it for, for a year. And then I'll be like, oh, what shall I watch? And I'll see it there and I'll go, oh, yeah. Who can uh, who can uh, stand up the longest? Or what's and I'll be like, oh, go on then. So watch it. Oh, no, this one's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Kenny. And then uh, <laughs> oh, they just fall down the rabbit hole again. So I'm just coming to the tail end of that of that um, that that run, actually. So, yeah, I've done them all. I need something new. Managed to get my hands on a PS5, which is quite fun. So oh! Been, been working, me, working me through a couple of games. Been playing that Deathloop, which is really, really good. So I'd recommend that to anyone who can get really? their hands on it. Okay. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, very good. It's first person, but I think there's a bit bit of an online element to it. But, um, but yeah, it's nice to nice to join the next generation anyway. Next gen. Welcome. Next gen. I'm an okay. Xbox. I'm an Xbox guy. But so the news last night was Microsoft are buying like Activision and, and a, crazy you know, news. Isn't that mad? Honestly. For like seventy billion dollars cash. Seventy billion. Thing is, they acquired Bethesda, which makes Skyrim and Fallout and whatever. So all of these companies, all their games are now going to be Xbox exclusives, aren't they? Surely. Uh, well, maybe not. If 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 Microsoft could sell them to. I mean, they're going to make more money on the games than they are on the consoles, so they could license them out to, to PS um, platforms and, and just take their extra chunk, I guess. I don't know. I, I think um, Microsoft's whole business plan is... The people talk about console wars. Like They're not interested in selling consoles as much as they are getting people to sign up for Xbox, whatever it's called, the monthly subscription service. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. The um, the new that's the cloud-based play. Yeah. So if they can get all of these games exclusive to that and get everyone signed up to that service, see, that's, uh, that's a better that's a better income because if they can get £20 a month, I don't know how much it costs, off millions of people for however many years, it costs more than a games console, I suppose, doesn't it? Every business is turning to subscription models, aren't they? Yeah. Rather than a one-off Absolutely. payment. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know whether, maybe somewhere down the line we're being mugged or robbed, but... I I prefer it as opposed to one big layout, one big hit. I do, I do prefer paying ten pound really? a month for this and ten pound a month for that. Yeah. I suppose it's good that you can cut off, but if you're doing something, I don't know. I just like if you if you laid out a hundred quid for like an Adobe Photoshop or something, that was yours. Now you're paying ten twenty a month to use it, and then yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I suppose you're right. I suppose you're right. I think for, for sus, things like that, um, I would agree with you, but for, for things like Netflix, which is just... Oh, yeah, you know, totally. Things are being updated constantly. They're, they're investing massively in new shows. Yeah. And I suppose with, with Xbox, you're supposed to go on them because games are more expensive. Now, £70 on a, a new game or whatever it is a month. Um, and if you don't like it, then you just download another one. If you don't like that, you just download right, another one. Right, yeah. Or not even download them soon. Just play them in the cloud. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. So there's no, yeah, yeah. Eh, we'll see. Well. Right, okay. Stu, this is a podcast called Bad Screenplays. <laughs> We're going to read some this, screenplays. this week it's going to live up to its name. <laughs> right, okay, so you're going first this week, because I can't remember, and I've sent you a script. I'm just opening. Um... <laughs> You wanna? What have we got? You wanna tell them? What have we got? Let me see this title. 
<laughs> Title's on a completely different page to the rest of the screenplay. Curse of the Milkman. <laughs> Curse of the Milkman. There you go. Curse of the Milkman. Curse of the Milkman. Okay. Fade in. External camp. Midnight. There are four teenagers sitting around a campfire roasting marshmallows. Mm. They're not toasting them, they're roasting them. They're roasting them. Like Wrapped toast. in foil. When you yeah. can roast they just got like, just got a little oven. Why toast when you can roast? Um. Another <laughs> roast, Mark. <laughs> the teenagers are Tommy, 16, and his girlfriend Wilma, 16. And they're two friends, Xavier, 16, and Tina, 16. <laughs> say they're all 16. They're all 16, yeah. Makes me think of, uh, do you remember that Are You Afraid of the Dark, that Nickelodeon, like, crappy oh, TV yeah, series? Oh, yeah, I do, that rings a bell. Did you ever see that? They all had, like, terrible titles, and they build them up to be really scared, and it'd be like, The Tale of the Scary Soup. <laughs> you know, scary always, like, soup. Some really bad, or The Tale of the Laughing Hamster, or whatever. <laughs> Eerie <laughs> Indiana was my jam. That was actually really good. Wasn't Eerie it? Eerie Indiana was great. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's brilliant, and uh, round the twist that was good as well, wasn't it? Oh my god, round the twist! Yeah, they lived in a lighthouse, didn't they? Yeah, that was great. Oh, I'm gonna put that on my YouTube Have list you for tonight. Yes. Ever felt like this? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Anyway, this is the tale of the pale, sad man. Case of the milkman. Tommy, let's tell scary stories. Tina, no, let's not. Xavier, I have the perfect story. Xavier puts a flashlight against his face. Continued. It's called The Milkman from Viewcrest. Wilma, sounds boring, Xavier. <laughs> Trust me, it scared the shit out of me when I heard it. <laughs> Wilma, all right. Tommy, shh, let's listen. Xavier, voiceover. There was once a milkman from Viewcrest. He was a simple man. A man who delivered milk. <laughs> this is your milkman. Yeah. <laughs> kind of goes without saying. However, one day his world would be shattered when he walked into his bedroom and caught his wife, who he thought was loyal to him, with another man. Oh. Cut to internal bedroom, 11am. The milkman's <laughs> wife is in bed with another man and the milkman is standing at the doorway. Milkman, how could you? Milkman. The wife, I'm sorry. The milkman, and I should have known something was going on. Other man, I'm sorry. She told me she was single. Milkman, you're coming with me. The milkman walks over to the bed and grabs the other man by his throat, lifts him off the bed and hovers him over the ground. <laughs> like he's Magneto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He just picked him up by his throat and then made him hover above the ground. Uh, uh. <laughs> Wife. No, don't kill the man. <laughs> Doesn't even know his name. Yeah. The milkman, still holding on to the other man by the throat. He just hasn't got a name. Walks to the doorway and then takes one of his hands off his throat, digs into one of his pockets to find the key and locks the bedroom door. Must have really strong arms from lifting all that milk. <laughs> yeah, he's lifting his own milk truck yeah, doing yeah. reps <laughs> other man you don't have to do this mm. milkman do what get you a bottle of milk <laughs> a milkman 
opens the fridge. He's in the kitchen now. Opens the fridge, gets a plastic bottle of milk out. Meanwhile, the other man is struggling to escape. I feel like they should have gave other man a name. I know. Let's, He's we? listed here as, as other man. Other, other man. What What are you doing? Gerard. Other man. Other man. <laughs> other man. The milkman quickly closes the fridge and gets onto his knees, firmly planting himself in a position where the other man cannot escape. Milkman. Have you ever heard the term death by drowning? <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people have heard of death yeah. by drowning. <laughs> the other man is, is too panicked to say anything. Answer me! Other man, yes! Well, this is death by milk drowning. Because he's a milkman. I see. Because he's a milkman. Very clever, very clever. I imagine him, what's his name? Pat Mustard from Father Ted. Oh, nice. Yeah, the, yeah, the milkman. Pat wants to put his massive tool in my box. <laughs> yeah, right. I like all of the uh, elderly, elderly ladies are like fainting when he drives past and he's like... <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. It's just some sleazebag. He goes, Mrs. Doyle, I thought she was Marilyn Monroe. And she gets all giddy. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's right. I see Pat Mustard. Nice. All right, let's go with that. The milkman unscrews the bottle's lid and pinches the other man's nose shut and stuffs the milk bottle into his mouth. Death for banging my wife. <laughs> Cut to internal hallway, 11.25am. The milkman is standing at the bedroom doorway. The door is shut and the milkman has one of his hands inside one of his pockets, digging for the key to unlock the bedroom. At the milkman's feet is another bottle of milk, but this bottle is now made of glass. Milkman, damn keys. The milkman takes the key out of his pocket and unlocks the door. He then picks up the milk bottle and turns the doorknob and enters the bedroom. Oh, no. I feel like they could have just said the milkman enters the bedroom. I know, sort of faffing with his keys. And, <laughs> and turns the doorknob and... Damn keys. Anyway. Yeah. Wife, what did you do with him? I did what I had to do. <laughs> no, please, you didn't do that. You didn't do what you had to do. You just, yeah. <laughs> didn't do that. Milkman. Oh, yes, I did. And now it's your turn. The wife tries to exit the room, but is unsuccessful as the milkman shuts the door. Oh, no. Milkman, you're not going anywhere. Wife. Yes, I am. Milkman. No, you're not. <laughs> well, milkman. I am. No, you're not. <laughs> nope. The milkman manages to get over top of his wife and presses the broken milk bottle into her nose and mouth. Whoa. The milkman manages to suffocate her with a bro- suffocate her with a broken milk bottle. What? Okay. Sure. Wow. Cut, Look at that. cut to internal doorway. Three So, so he's got he's had his revenge. He's had his revenge on his cheating wife and her lover, right? And that should be the end of it. Should be the end of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, he's yeah. You know, it's a, it's a bit strong if you ask me, but he's yeah. shoved a glass bottle into his wife's face. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, the milkman manages to... Okay, cut to internal doorway, 3.30pm. The milkman's daughter, Sarah, is just arriving home from school. She's about 12 years old and has pigtails. Mm. Milkman, voiceover. Sarah, I made you a bath. <laughs> Sarah, oh, thanks, Daddy. I really need one. I've had a horrible day at school today. Oh, his little daughter's back. Oh, it's terrible, that. Huh? 
Milkman voiceover. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you could just leave your stuff right at the door. Oh, Daddy, do you know where Mommy is? She's at work. But quickly, come now. It won't be warm forever. Cut to the internal bathroom. Sinister. Yeah. Cut to internal bathroom. <laughs> it's a scary story. Sarah, a bath. How nice of Daddy. Sarah is about to enter the bath. And suddenly, the milkman bursts into the bathroom, quickly grabs Sarah by the shoulders, pulls the shower curtain off the bath to reveal a bath of white milk. <laughs> a milk bath. Oh, no. It's a milkman. He yeah. then throws Sarah to her knees and dunks her head in the milk, drowning her. What, is, what <laughs> did Sarah do? What's going on? She just got home from school. <laughs> it's just... I wonder if she's heard of death by milk drowning as well. Maybe, well... <laughs> yeah. She has now. <laughs> Milkman, oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Cut to external camp midnight. Tommy, Wilma and Tina are in shock. I bet they are. Their mushrooms are bent. <laughs> mushrooms? Mushrooms? Marshmallows? I mean, it, the story was so scary. One minute they're roasting marshmallows and now they've got bent mushrooms. <laughs> Wilma, is that true? Xavier, 100% true. There's <laughs> <laughs> just no room for doubt at all whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all true. Tommy, Aren't we in view, Crest? <laughs> Tina, did they ever catch him? Xavier, no. Just after he murdered his daughter, Sarah, he drowned himself in the milk bath. <laughs> Tommy, that that's a good thing, right? Xavier, no. Not exactly. It's said that his ghost wanders view, Crest, searching for the other man's family. <laughs> <laughs> what did they do? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh... He's been said to have killed numerous people as a ghost. Mm. There's suddenly a ruffling in the bushes. Then a man walks out of the bushes into the teenager's view. The milkman! Fade out. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> so wait there, he caught his wife cheating on him. Shoved a glass bottle into her face. Yeah. Drowned the, his daughter. Killed the guy by milk drowning. Oh, drowned... Drowned the guy who'd never heard of death by drowning. By milk drowning, right. Drowned his own daughter and then killed a whole family. And then himself. And then himself. Yeah. Wow. Pretty, uh, it, pretty full on. It's not so much a ghost story as a harrowing rampage of death. <laughs> a chaotic <laughs> I know. inferno of, of drowning. Of unnecessary killing, yeah. <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? Oh, man, that was funny. That was absolutely bonkers, mate. It was a bad screenplay. I haven't had one of them in a while. No, that that was. Um, <laughs> in no two ways about it, it's 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 not as good as some of the others we've read, is it, Stu? <laughs> no. No. Let's have it straight. Uh, I, got, I, I, I thought I'd give a milkman a chance once, a couple of years ago. and. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought, you know what, we'll sign up to the, the daily milk thing and... Mm -hmm. um, get it delivered to the and we you have to do it online now you can't just you know leave a note oh yeah can't go old school no so you, you subscribe and everything the guy never showed up never brought the milk um and no no that was it 
we messed it up for the first week so i thought sod it no <laughs> cancelled it and uh, went back to the shop <laughs> you only got one chance to make a first impression yeah they even gave you the guy's name they're like hey your new milkman is mr like trying to make it dead personal and mm. you know um yeah but he messed it up so i won't name him go on name and shame no 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 do we we, we did a similar thing um signed up for a milkman to try and help out and you know sort of like it's a dying business isn't yeah. it and you know like milk companies in supermarkets you have a bit of a monopoly on things and do whatever so we did the same thing as you um and he would drop off the milk at like 11 o'clock on the sunday night when it was meant to be monday morning right which is okay i suppose it's quite cold out it's gonna sit on the step all night that's fine but it, it turns out that he was doing that because he was driving from Wales to Liverpool. No. I, I later found out he'd just turn up in like a um, like a transit van. Oh no. The milk in. <laughs> and he was basically just like like encroaching on some of the milkman's patch and just skimming business off people. <laughs> Are you serious? So it wasn't no. wholesome at all. There wasn't like a local milkman no. you're helping out and it was just like No. <sighs> no. <laughs> wasn't saving anyone's job it's just some, some guy had a thing going and um, we, we kept That's forgetting funny. to put the milk bottles out because it wasn't a regular thing for us to put milk bottles out the night before yeah. we oh god I need to remember oh no wait oh. so they built up so there was about 10 milk bottles in the kitchen so we just put them all out one night anyway I'm lying there it's middle of summer windows are open and I hear this kid who must be about like 9 or 10 years old oh, no. running out dropping the milk because he, he'd drive around with his son probably paid oh, off right, or something right, right. and it, I heard him shouting there's too many you need to help me and he was just like no hurry up <laughs> so this kid's like can they just like clanking as this kid's like running across He's the street to pick and up he dropped ten. one oh no no <laughs> and I was like this is this is far too awkward I need to I need to cancel this service now uh, that's hilarious that's funny yeah. Oh, God. Try and do a good thing. Right, look what happens. <laughs> oh, the milkman. I wish the milkman would deliver my milk In the morning I wish the milkman would murder my kids When I'm yawning I wish the milkman would deliver my milk In the morning I wish the milkman would murder my kids When I'm yawning Sent you a bad screenplay, Stu, and I think it is indeed a bad screenplay. Wow, double double uh, feature this week. Right. We've had more good screenplays than bad screenplays on this podcast, I feel. We have. We, we have. We've, uh, yeah, we've we've done too many. We need to uh, <laughs> redress the balance. <laughs> we've got a couple of hardcore contributors who just keep sending us really good, funny, short stories. Oh, they're brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just great, but anyway. So yeah, sometimes you knows. you want to you want to eat a, a wagyu beef t bone, right? Yeah. Some days you just want a dirty burger. You just want a pasty. You want a pasty. Well, here's, your, here's, your, here's your pasty, right? Here's your, here's okay. Your pasty. Uh, weapon of choice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another cigar. I don't know. 
<laughs> oh no, I wish. <laughs> Weapon of choice. <laughs> Sounds like one, doesn't it? <clears throat> okay, here we go. Fade in. External street night. A group of pedestrians walk past a series of office blocks where employees are working late. When they come to the end of the street, they're surprised to see a series of police cars outside one of the offices. Internal office block night. A disgruntled former employee has taken his erst... What is that? Erstwhile boss. What does that mean? Mm, like, like former. Like erstwhile boss. Mm. So he's, he's describing it twice. So he's, he's a former employee with his erstwhile boss. So you only really need to say one of those. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he said it three nitpicking, times. nitpicking, nitpicking. A disgruntled former employee has taken his former boss and former <laughs> colleagues hostage, as he feels he was unfairly dismissed. He has a gun in his hand, pointed at the boss. Okay, so we've got one of these. Um, what was that movie with um, Michael Douglas? White shirt, falling down, Pe- falling down. That's right. Shooting stars did a spoof of it, didn't he? Like, this is my Douglas, <laughs> and he's got a right gun. Like, I freaking love that show. Oh, it's, it's so, so funny! It's so funny. I got to put that on my list and right now. Starts kicking off about like melted Mars bars and stuff. <laughs> you want a Mars bar? Uh, buy a Mars bar. If you want one, just buy one. He's got a rain knock on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Um, um, okay, external street night. An Asian policeman in his mid-twenties is standing outside the office, talking into a mobile phone. Policeman into phone. Hello, is that Simon? Internal, Simon's lounge night. Oh, he's talking to Simon. Mm. Simon, a well-dressed young man in his early thirties, is sitting on a sofa with a laptop open in front of him and a mobile phone to his ear. Simon, into phone. Yes, this is Simon. (laughs) Intercut. Policeman. Hi, I'm PC Memmy. We got a gunman here who I think has killed at least one person, but I'm not sure. Uh, Our snipers haven't been able to get a clear shot. (laughs) Mm. Okay. They're not sure if he's killed anyone. Anyone or done anything, yeah, if that's the right guy, but... The snipers. The snipers <laughs> are looking taking for shots. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Intercut. Simon into the phone. Mm, the government being identified. Intercut. PC Mehmi. Uh, yes. His name is David Houseman. He's a middle-aged white male. <laughs> just like to point that out. He'd just been <laughs> sacked. Houseman. 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 David, David, ha- David Houseman. Houseman. That's not a common name, is it? Houseman. No. Houseman. Houseman. It sounds Houseman. like a, um, more like an 80s comedy film, you know, like like a Mr. <laughs> Nanny. You know, like, oh, look, this is Houseman. Houseman. <laughs> David Houseman is a houseman, a man who cleans up. Yeah. What was his name? Oh, God, that actor who was in Mr. Nanny and he was in Batman, the Tim Burton Batman film. Mr. Nanny. Michael Keaton. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Michael Keaton. Did I tell you I, um, a friend of mine, another... Um, guy who works in TV and film said that he came across Michael Keaton probably spoiling it but but by the time this episode comes out the new Batman film's probably been released oh but anyway Michael Keaton's in the new Batman film is he um, and apparently as as Batman 
think they're doing the whole multiverse uh, and all the previous right. Batman and stuff. Christian um, Bale's going to be in it. I don't think the, all all the Batman all the Batman are in it. The ones who wanted to be in it. Batman. All the Batman. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta call the Batman. <laughs> Your like Batman. Your man, Batman. Man with van. These are the Batman. Men with Ven. <laughs> yeah. Bats to men. <laughs> <laughs> so all the Batman. Like apparently, uh, I didn't watch the new Spider-Man film. But apparently, all the Spider-Men were in that as well. Were they? Were they? I think. What does so. um, What know. does Michael Caine do when he walks in and there's all those Batman? <laughs> Master Bruce. Master what? What does he say? <laughs> Shall I prepare to Batmobile? Batmobile. Master Bruce. Oh dear. So yeah, apparently Michael Keaton's a nightmare anyway. Oh, is he? Oh he's, no. He's an absolute, apparently, you know, on set. Bit of a pain. That's a shame. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's just hearsay. I'm just spreading rumours, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He probably does loads for charity or something, and he just, someone just got there, got pissed off with him or something. Yeah. Don't like him. Yeah. Yes, his name's David Houseman. He's a middle-aged white male. He's He'd just been sacked. Hmm, okay. Simon, with his free hand, scribbles down the gunman's details on a notepad next to his laptop. Simon, into phone. And what's your location? Hmm. PC met me. <laughs> it's 54 Silver Street, Darston. Simon types the address into his laptop. plan of the office block is then displayed via satellite with the gunman displayed in red and the other workers in green. Automatically. So there could be no doubt in the viewer's mind who's the batty and who's the goody. <laughs> the computer automatically just puts him in red. Just does it, yeah, in red. The computer identifies the gunman as David Houseman. David Houseman. White male. White male. Aged 54. He's 54. Oh, so he's got it up on the computer. That's the computer prompts Simon. Eliminate. Eliminate. Yes slash no. <laughs> uh, what is this software? Like you're install, like installing Monkey Island or something on your on your on <laughs> yeah. PC. Y dash N. Blinking cursor. He's and he's just sat on his couch in his house. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> With a laptop. Hello. Yeah. So, yeah. Simon checks his notepad, these, and then he affirms. Yeah, pushes Y for yes. <laughs> Internal office block. The gunman is killed. <laughs> he's got a notepad. He's in his house with his laptop on uh, his knee. I love it. And he's just eliminating people. Like, like it's not uh, even some high tech, like bit of like software or some office block. Like that he's like just in his command line, DOS. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The gunman is killed. The former boss and colleagues are looking at each other in surprise and relief as the gunman expires before their very eyes without any damage to them or the building around them. I think he just dies like like your mate in the Matrix. You know, not like this. And then he pulls yeah. that because <laughs> yeah. pulls that plug out and they just slump into a pile. 
Not like this. <laughs> like like a puppet, all the strings have been cut, just like... Yeah, <laughs> just slump. Um, Simon's laptop displays the message. Target eliminated. Simon, into the phone. Okay, he's dead. <laughs> wait, wait, what? H- how? Says PC met me. Intercut, Simon. Listen, I can't divulge, okay, but you have our number if you ever need us again, okay? Imagine if you dialed the wrong number, though. <laughs> you dialed in by mistake and <laughs> you've just ordered in takeout and you ordered the wrong thing or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Just, I'd like an extra extra hot Vesuvio and say, oh, yeah, just put lava on someone yeah. or like. Number yeah, 12, like Queen Street. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want your gut slashed? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Um, okay, thanks very much, says PC Memmy. The bewildered policeman hangs up. <laughs> he phoned up and asked for that service, though, PC Memmy. He did. He, got the, he had the number to start with. He's like, hey, Simon. Um, internal, Simon's Lounge, daytime. Simon's sitting on the sofa, again, with his laptop open. (laughs) Simon, just looking at you, opening his laptop up. No! His boss, Henry's image, is displayed on the screen. Oh, so Simon's boss, Henry. Henry is a balding, middle-aged man who has a world-weary disposition. Oh, okay, it's like a Zoom call or something. Henry. Congratulations on last night's mission, Simon. Mm, thank you, Henry. I should do him like uh, Javier Bardem in, uh, in uh, No Country for Old Men. <laughs> Just that psychopath. Yeah. No, yeah. Mm, thank you, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> the police have been very pleased with our assistance. Well, we help where we can. I can't do it. Well, we help where we can, though I do find them getting more and more curious about who we are and what we do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you be? Yeah, killing someone over the internet. <laughs> it's every, like, horrible troll's dream, isn't it? I know, it's one button. Yeah, y or N. Henry, <laughs> you can come to expect that. Hmm. Besides, they're aware that we work for the government, so they shouldn't worry. <laughs> they shouldn't worry. Don't worry. It's fine. I'm worried. We can kill anyone, anywhere, without anyone knowing it was us, says Simon. Yes, but we simply must stay one step ahead of our enemies. As you know, we've wiped out terrorist cells all over the world without a single civilian casualty. Simon's laptop displays a series of maps of different countries before reverting back to Henry's image. Henry was, like, showing them all the countries that they've killed people in. Yeah, and like green DOS command line outlines yeah, of Africa. You see, <laughs> Simon? Uh, so we haven't sent in troops for years, says Henry. You understand the importance of what we do? Yeah, I suppose so, says Simon. Simon looks at his watch. Listen, I've got to visit my ex. I'll speak to you later. Okay, says Henry. Henry's image disappears from the laptop. Internal Susan's Lounge. Day. Woo. 
Simon's ex-wife, Susan, is relaxing with her new partner, Nigel, watching TV. Oh no, I hope we're not getting a, a milkman situation. <laughs> <laughs> milkman situation. Oh no. Yeah. Have you heard of Death by Milk? They hear the doorbell <laughs> ring. Susan gets up. I'll get it. Susan leaves the room. Nigel hears the front door open. Simon off camera. Hi, Susan. Oh, hi, Simon. Come in. Susan comes back a few moments later with Simon. Nigel switches off the TV using a remote control. Simon. Nigel. Nigel. Simon. <laughs> Susan. Um, Just do that for like over and over. Yeah, Simon. Yeah. Nigel. Nigel. Susan. Havis. Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've watched that new Toast Tinseltown my partner's been watching it she said it's great it's great she loves oh, it it's so good it's different now it's on the Beeb but it's um, it's still very funny mm. yeah was it Channel 4? yeah it was but it, all the back mm. catalogue are now on the BBC so the, a deal's been done weird yeah Susan have a seat Simon have a seat Simon Simon sits down on a chair by himself while Susan and Nigel sit together on the sofa Susan, would you like a cup of tea? No, thank you, Susan. I can't stay long. Right, why is well... He, why has he gone to visit? He hasn't said why he's there, has he? Oh, yeah. He's like, I've got to go and visit me ex. Got to visit me ex. Maybe Susan hmm. uh, asked him to come. Maybe uh, it's got a fear to the plot for what happens Su- next. <laughs> There's no description of it. Yeah, yeah. the end. <laughs> yeah. Susan, <laughs> right. I'll get right down to the point. Oh, yeah. We've decided to move to America. Oh. Oh. So they're moving to America. South or north? Or central? Hmm. Just uh, just America. Right. The Americas. I'll get right down to the point. We've decided to move to America. Oh, she can't be American, can she? If she's... I don't know. Simon. Why? I've been promoted... They want me working out there. A much bigger house and better prospects, says Nigel. What about Lisa? Asks Simon. Oh, it must be a kid or something. Susan. Well, she's coming with us. Over my dead body. I'm her father. I barely get to see her as it is. Where is she? I want to speak to her, says Simon. I want to drown her in a bath of milk. <laughs> get the milk. It's warm. She's at a friend's, says Nigel. Look, there'll be more opportunities for her. Isn't that what we all want? Just opportunities? Like <laughs> like what? What opportunities for what? Plenty of opportunities in America. Opportunities to get involved in a... Because <laughs> that's what happens in America. <laughs> in America. Yeah. I'm not sorry. Simon. Stay out of this, Nigel. She's my flesh and blood. You were never there for us, Simon. Always working a job you couldn't tell us about. I assume they're in Canada. <laughs> if they're going to America. <laughs> Nigel's yeah, yeah. the only father she's really ever known, eh? He hasn't told them what his job is. Like, just a secret job. No, I, s- I sit on my couch with a laptop and slam yeah. it shut when anyone walks in. Yeah, teams. I'm doing my secret job. <laughs> Yeah, nope. of course you are. Of course you are. Doesn't look like like it doesn't look like a special job, Simon. 
You don't work for the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. He's, he's on QAnon. <laughs> he is. He is. And there's no one called Henry on the phone. <laughs> no one's calling him. His it's phone's special. Off. His phone's it's important. off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Stop paying his bills. He's got no internet connection. Uh, love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Laptop's not even on. Um, <laughs> Simon, when are you going? Susan, in a few months. Simon gets up. You'll be seeing my solicitor. Hmm. Hasn't got one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, I can't afford to pay one. You're not taking my daughter away from me, okay? Simon leaves the room. Internal, Simon's lounge day. Back in the, back in the, yeah. the control centre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simon is traipsing back and forth, feeling frustrated about the news he's just received. Uh, I can't believe this woman, he says. He stops and takes a long, hard look at the laptop sitting on the lounge room table. It's just the laptop. Just make just imagine it's one of those like shitey old like what's the uh, shop where you put your goods in and if you can buy them back, oh, like cash converters. Forty <laughs> for eighty-five quid in cash. Just converters. imagine some cash converters laptop with like hair on it and dust <laughs> and shite. It's Key, still one got of the keys is missing. Someone else's photos. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The E key's missing or something. Someone else's pictures on my documents. And yeah, he hasn't defragged it for a couple of years, so it's dead slow. Takes ages to boot. Yeah. <laughs> he opens it up to, to murder someone, and it just starts installing updates. He has to wait an hour. Yeah. Oh, Simon, I'll show her. Simon sits down and opens up the laptop. Crumbs he- in the keys. <laughs> Uh, he types a password in, and the computer identifies him. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah. Um, he types in Susan's address at 17 Festival Street, Westhampton. Uh-oh. A plan of Susan's house is then displayed. Susan and Nigel are both shown in green. Their identities are shown as Susan Lever, white female, Age 38, Nigel Lever, black male, aged 42. The computer prompts Simon, target? <laughs> Simon clicks on Nigel's image, ooh, which turns to red. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> well, you know, Nigel's just worked hard to get a promotion, he's just got a good job. He's met a woman that he loves. He's yeah. just getting on with his life. Yeah, she's got a kid and baggage, but he doesn't mind. He's willing to man no, up and be the father that she uh, she needs in her life. He's been really good to Lisa. Yeah. He's been great to her. Yeah. Uh, Simon <laughs> nervously affirms by pressing the Y key <laughs> on his keyboard. <laughs> Internal oh, Susan's Lounge. Honey, should I... Would you like a cup of... <laughs> No. <laughs> Nigel collapses and dies. A bemused Susan attempts to revive him. Oh Nigel? Nigel! Poor guy's done nothing wrong. <laughs> Absolutely oh nothing wrong. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done nothing wrong at all. Oh. He's just 
<laughs> just but his body just like gives in <laughs> instantly. Oh man. Susan listens for Nigel's pulse and realizes he doesn't have one. Oh my god. She's panicking. She goes over to a phone in the corner of the room, <laughs> picks up the handset, dials 999. Oh, they must be in the UK. Mm-hmm. Oh. Susan, uh, into phone. Hello, I need an ambulance. I think my husband just had a heart attack. She doesn't know what's happening, does she? No. <laughs> no, she doesn't. <laughs> How old was Nigel? No, was like 42 or something. Yeah. Healthy, healthy guy. Simon, okay, internal, Simon's lounge, day. Simon's laptop. Just <laughs> plays the message. Target eliminated. Target eliminated. <laughs> Simon looks You can't look- read the full, the full word because it's black in one corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he assumes that's what it says. <laughs> Target eliminated. <laughs> Simon looks concerned about what he's done. Simon, our first civilian casualty. Well, at least she'll never know it was me. Simon closes the laptop. Fade out. <laughs> that was a humdinger. At least. At least she'll never yeah, know. That's yeah. it. You know. Just ending lives with it with the Waikiki. Oh man. Oh, I love it. What happens if he loses the Waikiki? <laughs> no. What happens if that falls off? He's out oh, of the I love it. That's brilliant. That's great. So do you think he's just gonna try and move back in? <laughs> Maybe he, yeah, With probably. Susan. Yeah, he'd go back over. Well, at least she won't be moving now, so we can see Lisa. Yeah. Right. Oh man. That's great. Well done. <laughs> well read. Well read. Uh, considering you're not, you're not feeling him. You're not feeling hundred percent. Well done. It's all right. It's good. Oh, brilliant. Oh man, I enjoyed that. It never, never fails to, you know, like never fails to make me laugh. The same things that like you watch on telly or podcast you listen to or whatever to try and make you laugh. Yeah. And it's like, or you you, you anticipate something new that's coming out <laughs> and you think it's going to be really funny or whatever, and it never is. And I just end up resorting to like yeah. uh, impractical jokers or something because yeah. I know one hundred percent it's going to make me laugh. Firm favourites, like, yeah, tried and tested. Like reading the screenplay with yourself like you don't, it doesn't even matter what it is you just end up like it's great never it? fails to, to, to take a laugh that, that funny bone where you just can't breathe properly like oh mate oh so I love funny. it it's great isn't it <laughs> oh my god yeah what's yeah. my go what's my go to at the moment um, you know what I the Ricky Gervais show whatever you think of Ricky Gervais um that, the that podcast. podcast he did with Carl Pilkington and stuff every time just gets oh, me wow. it's freaking hilarious I, I listened to all of them um, years and years ago but I haven't revisited them I mean I think I might do you know you know there's three seasons of the show but if you go on YouTube and you type in Carl Pilkington there's a a ton of like three hour long apparently it's a thing people listen to this stuff to go to sleep like XFM right. episodes or Monkey News or like all the old <laughs> stuff, Carl's Diaries and stuff like that. It's just, it's it's so funny. It's so good. The, the XFM show was great. It was yeah. so good. 
Yeah. Like they, they did that and it was a great podcast and then followed it up with Adam and Joe. Amazing. Oh, really? Did they really? Yeah, Adam and Joe were on XFM and nice. then they moved to BBC um, Six Music on Saturday mornings oh, shortly right. after. But you think, what, what a roster, you know, because that's just loads of great yeah. content, isn't it? Yeah, for that period of time, XFM had it just right. Someone was making the good decisions there. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was good. Now it's just a steaming pile of horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> just plays Kasabian and every other song and Arctic Monkeys. And yeah, Nazi. yeah. <laughs> Radio X. Radio, is that what it's called now? Yeah, it's called Radio oh, X. Oh, because no, there's no FM and, anymore, uh, is there? No, Chris Moyles, no. man. What happened to him? Yeah, he's got the primetime breakfast slot on Radio X. Has he really? Wow. Yep. Hmm. Okay. I've always hated Chris Miles. Yeah. <laughs> I've always really, really yeah. not liked them. Anyway, anyone who's listening to this from a different country, just name a, a, a dead, irritating, very, very, very high-profile, popular radio DJ does a breakfast show who's, who's dead annoying. And yeah. That's it. Yeah, insert it. name. Um, so, with with what you told me before, I'm about to go away and watch an old episode of Round the Twist. Um, nice. And... <laughs> And probably realise like five minutes into it, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's of not its how time. I remember. Yeah, it's off its time. And then definitely digging into some shooting stars. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Uh-huh. I downloaded a game called Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. I'm going to go and jump into that for a bit. But El- Elden Ring comes out soon. And when you, when you listen to this podcast... Whenever it's released, I probably will have played and completed this game, but I haven't yet. Nice. So I'm probably just going to watch some YouTube videos of that until it comes out. How can a game called Yakuza Like a Dragon be bad? Exactly. Sounds exactly. awesome. It's not. It's, it's good. Oh, right. <laughs> it's very good. Right. Anyway, Stu, until next time, search continues for more good screenplays maybe next time. Yeah, maybe we'll do a couple plays. of good ones. Yeah. Let's yeah. do a couple of good ones. All right. Right. Take care. See Get you later. Well. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Bye. I got a call from PC Mermaid. David Houseman's about to die. Okay, give me a second, mate. My laptop's installing updates. Eliminate Just press a wire and As good as dead now anyway Lenovo Laptop Pro It's not a shit one, it's not slow Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.